0: Hello, everybody. You're probably thinking, hmm, Travis sounds different today. And yes, I'm currently getting over a slight cold from last week, and I'm actually not Travis. My name is Finner, and I'm currently interning with the amazing team here at Fool and Scholar Productions. And I'm here today to tell you about the last city. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven a geo-engineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wandering, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, the Last City stars actors like Ray Sehorn, Jeannie Torado, and Maury Sterling. You can follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A big thanks to Wondery for supporting shows like The White Vault. And now, on with the scheduled programming.
1: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story Dark Dice
0: The, uh, Shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him.
1: Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it ah. eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. So hello, uh, I'm Travis.
2: I'm Caitlin.
1: We're Fool and Scholar Productions.
2: We are. Who are back. you in that?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm the fool, uh, in case you guys are wondering. It's actually an inside joke um, between us. Most people
2: know by now, I think.
1: I don't think so. I, I would suspect like people are like, oh, yeah, you're the fool. Well, why? 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 Are you foolish? Are you foolhardy?
2: Does that make me the scholar? It does. And what does it make Izo? Izo's
1: uh, the ampersand. I know. Because he holds is... us together. <laughs> he <does. laughs> He's the ampersand but we, we met playing a game of werewolf and uh, i was the fool when we were playing and that's why i'm the fool it's not because of. in
2: some decks it's called like the village idiot but in the deck we were using it was the fool
1: and we have a new logo by the way it's been six years we've been doing this podcasting <laughs> thing and we uh, haven't had a
2: logo though for six years we've had that logo for probably two and then got a shiny new update
1: so we're we're jumping <laughs> into this really quick so first of all Caitlin, who are you in Fool and Scholar production besides being the scholar? And why are you the scholar?
2: Uh, I am Caitlin. I am uh, Caitlin Stats. I am the writer and the creator and the marketing and the designing and the media <laughs> <laughs> and the the team maker. Sometimes Travis makes tea too. Um,
1: I'm usually the resident team maker,
2: but uh, I do I do my half of what makes everything we do possible, and Travis is the other magical half of Fool and Scholar Productions. Is this
1: the first time we're doing an interview in person?
2: Like you and me in a room together?
1: And actually like talking to each other. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can't say a room, it's a closet.
2: We're sitting on the floor in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) We're sitting
1: on a floor in a closet surrounded by clothes that are dampening the sound of the room, so we sound actually pretty good i think
2: you think so
1: i think we do you gotta
2: have to check the sound
1: i, I checked the sound before during the, the sound check part okay but yeah uh so we're a little bit quieter than normal because we're actually like a few feet from each other and uh izo is in fact sitting a few feet from us yeah laying s- down laying down him. <laughs> uh, in this summer day in 2021 um and we are here to celebrate being creatives for for six years
2: six years of podcasting We've been creatives for much longer than six years, but we've been podcasting for six years.
1: We've been friends for, for eight years, I think.
2: Um, I'm, I'm 29. Okay. We met when I was 20.
1: Yeah, it's almost nine
2: years. So yeah,
1: that's, that's a long <laughs> time. But yeah, so we, we've been doing this for, for quite a bit and uh, we, we started creating podcasts in Oxford when you yeah. were going to school, which is why you're the scholar because you yeah, have a I master's am the degree. Scholar.
2: And you're wearing the Oxford University shirt right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's very faded. <laughs> it's a great shirt, it's, though. Uh, it's been through... It's It's got stitching in parts where I've had to fix holes. Because you just keep wearing it, which I love because it <laughs> it's cute on you. But, yeah.
1: Well, so we we are, in fact, married, by the way. She's not just flirting with me. Um, I wanted to clarify to people who are like, are you guys married? It's like, yes, yes, yes we are. <laughs>
2: we did a uh, an Instagram... Uh, television live event when we unboxed our Webby, Webby. last month Very and cool. some of the responses we got like, are you guys a couple? And I was like, yeah, we thought everybody knew that.
1: <laughs> we just want to clarify those. So we're not like creepy coworkers or something. Um, oh, I think we're creepy coworkers. We do that too. That's different. <laughs> uh, so the, the other stuff to bring up, um, we've been doing this for six years. We started in Oxford. We, we moved to Florida. We, we podcasted there for a while while I was um, having a career yes. outside of podcasting.
2: We actually we had to move back to Florida because um, Travis needed a job. And I was working independently on something else, but I was working from our, our home in Florida. I got to tell you guys, we didn't like living there <laughs>
1: well I, we, we like walking to places and it requires a lot of driving so yeah. i think that's and just I guess the we don't lifestyle. Really
2: like living in florida now because <laughs> <laughs> we're back
1: Yay. We're, we're somewhere we're somewhere mysterious in the united states yeah. <laughs> living with family out of out of a closet um but yeah we, we we moved to portland oregon for a while we were there for a bit um we were and then we became full-time podcasters there we that was did. pretty cool Uh, And then we we just moved to try and now that we're free and aren't tied to any geographic location with what we do with remote recording and the magic of of podcasting, we are uh, trying to move somewhere and we don't know exactly where that is. We've got ideas. So we're trying to get there.
2: Don't worry, it will not get in the way of all of the insane amount of work we have to do to make these shows for you guys. Um, We enjoy it too much to let it fade. So we're just working from closets in the homes of our families and um it's
1: And on airplanes yeah, and all the it's, things. It's we've been honestly,
2: do you know that cliche about podcasters who like live in the basements of their parents and <laughs> and work out yep. of closets and uh you know, just yeah. We—that's uh, us. We kind of hit that cliche when we sold our home and packed everything we had into a van and drove across the country. <laughs> it was a nice drive, though. But we—we we have the ability to work from anywhere now, so we are trying our hardest to do what, Travis?
1: Uh, we're, we're trying our hardest to make great content and stories and also to find a place we'd like to live eventually, but uh, we've got a couple of goals but there.
2: where are we going?
1: Oh, we're going to Europe.
2: Going to Europe!
1: Yeah, Europe's going to be awesome.
2: As Travis said, when we first started podcasting, we were living in England, uh, and then we had to move back to America. But now that we do this full-time and we can work from home instead of having to work from an office, we really want to move back to Europe and... It's it's hopefully going to happen. Uh, COVID obviously made it take a lot longer than we would have liked, but we're excited, I think.
1: Yeah, we are. We're, we're going to visit um, fairly soon and, and sort of scout out certain areas and see if we like them and say like, okay, this is a terrible idea. Or, oh, this is a really great idea. And this is maybe where you should rent or, or something for a while. So we'll see how the adventure takes us.
2: Six years of podcasting reflection. What in these last six years have we done wrong? How can we help others learn from our mistakes? <laughs> we did
1: a couple of things. Um, I think the easiest example of that would be like following Liberty. Liberty started, um, we we were sort of, we felt like to be successful you had to be in a network. So we joined a network. Uh, there are people who are friends of ours still and they were friends of ours at the time. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily the best fit for us. There was a lot of nonfiction content and we were one of the few fiction shows in the network. Um, and I guess we we outgrew a lot of the content there pretty quickly and we uh, felt like we were not really helping them and they weren't really helping us in the same way. So that wasn't a huge fit for us. So uh, in a lot of ways, we, we did learn a lot, but also I think the resources are out there now in places like the Audio Drama Hub and in other, uh, a lot of fiction podcasters are very open source with things.
2: Yeah, we thought because again, we had not podcasted before at the time. Liberty was our very first show that you kind of needed a network to be a podcast. And we know now that that's not true. Uh, You might hear Izo in the background making little growly, borky noises. (laughs) He's just being silly. Um, But now we know that that's, that's not true. But at that time, we had no idea. We also didn't know a lot about what we were doing because we were trying our best to be the creative side of podcasters and we still hadn't learned a lot of the business side and now now we do know Ezo, come on and
1: now we do have a bit of a better understanding of that side I think I'd like to think
2: oh gosh for sure um we still learning we spend so much of our time every day uh, working on the business side of podcasting. Analyzing Believe what we're doing. Believe me, I would love to be spending that time just doing the creative stuff and writing and making new stories. I don't. I don't spend... I can't.
1: <laughs> well, let's keep the, the theme, though. So another, okay, on so the theme. With Liberty, um, we also started off on SoundCloud, and that was a big mistake for us. Yes. Um, they don't allow you to migrate very easily, so nope. we basically lost... All of our listeners uh, and data and data and demographics <laughs> uh, and migrating was a huge pain. So uh, I think we lost think, like fifteen thousand subscribers or something. Yeah, maybe half of which were bots.
2: Yeah, and they they didn't have a good version of. De- differentiating between the real and the, like you said, the bots, the, the fake accounts. So even when we had their version of data, it was entirely skewed, and we just couldn't, couldn't get a really good handle or a good footing on what it is that we were really reaching or who it is that we were really reaching. That was still like what year one of podcasting
1: yeah that was, that was Let,
2: fledgling, uh, fledgling fledgling mistakes <laughs> and, and, and
1: we were severely helped by also the no sleep podcast who gave us um a shout out on their show but they were also they joined their voices uh, on on our show david was on peter yes. was on yes uh nicole Doolin um joined us too and a few other regulars uh john grills
2: we creepy. still get to work with some of these amazing people amazing all these years later, they David still Alt. want to hang out with us, at least get, digitally.
1: I still get confused. I get messages from David Alt. I'm like, it's David Alt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's on our show.
1: Um, but yeah, that, that was that's pretty amazing. And uh, we, we also had um, we still go through kind of some of the same issues. Like recently, Spotify. We had like. We still had two feeds oh, yeah, the, of of Liberty where we had to like basically knock off forty five hundred people because there was a second feed of Liberty that wasn't populating correctly. And we're like, how did this even start? We don't internet we problems.
2: Don't know. Internet problems.
1: Yes, I, I think the big reason we're having this talk is because there's a perception that uh, okay, um, we've won a wedding. That's amazing. Um, okay, we've 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 worked with Jeff Goldblum. That's amazing. Uh, so now it's like okay, roll end credits, play the victory music. You guys There's made no
2: it. There's no victory music. There's but, no end, dude. This is not an end credit scenario. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm
1: getting at with this. Like, and, and and the purpose of our talk is like we're we're not at victory because victory is an ever moving target and it's ever evolving and changing. And this is actually more like a new chapter of what we're doing. I, I see this as like this year has been a new chapter for us from previous. It's forms. that
2: idea of like it's not the journey, it's the destination. Like it's always the journey. There is no destination. You just keep going and the journey changes and grows
1: yeah like our original goal was to have more listeners than we had uh
2: actors in our show <laughs>
1: which was mostly you yeah. <laughs> and me yeah
2: oh my cult. gosh yeah going back and listening to episode one of critical research mostly travis and i pitch correcting our voices up and down and some of our amazing friends
1: yes that's, that's always true i would say that our podcasting uh, Friends have been uh, real friends, and oh, absolutely, it's been really something I wasn't expecting from our experience was to make a bunch of friends in the process, in <laughs> the internet, in random parts of the world.
2: You can't go anywhere without making friends. I, but you're, these are like you're really like the nice friend, man. But they're nice people. That's <laughs> a difference.
1: I make I make friends, but these have been really genuinely nice people, and I'm uh, really happy about that. But. Uh, Keeping with a negative theme, if you're looking for negatives, another interesting uh, misstep that we made, which I was um, thinking about quite a bit, still figuring out and fixing pieces of, actually, because there's a lot to disentangle yourself. We worked with a group called Himalaya for a while. We did. A podcasting app company, which is now not so much an app anymore, but we, we thought that that might be another way to... Uh, help us see growth and, and other opportunities. And it was sort of the same thing as with the network. Like it wasn't really a necessary step for us. It wasn't really a particularly great fit for us. I don't feel um,
2: no, not in the end. Like, but when we were working with them, we we gave them feedback on certain things, and they were able to help us in one or two ways. But in the end, the the relationship just ended up being very much uh, like a null.
1: Yeah, I I was really hopeful the app was going to be amazing. (laughs) It continued to work, put the effort into it. And some of the people that were uh, on the team were really fantastic. And I wish they were able to...
2: Don't we still work with some of them, but they work at a different app now?
1: Different companies, yeah. Different company, yeah. Um, (laughs) Certain people are now with Patreon, who we love, and there are other people who are... I I still work with on voice acting, actually. A couple of them are voice actors in our shows that we sneak in. (laughs) But... Uh, yeah. Um so that has been an interesting development. We keep looking at all these different things we're doing and trying to get better and we take risks and sometimes those risks aren't always to our advantage. But I don't think any of them have actually exploded in our face too terribly. Like beyond we, we cast someone as an actor and then like it turned out, oh my gosh, they're a really horrible person. They so are. We, we nuked we cut them. all audio of theirs from the show <laughs> and then we recast the role and re recorded it. Like we've done that twice. Um, for for different reasons
2: even when something terrible happens we because it usually happens to somebody we're working with or to us instead of because of us we try really hard to find a way around it like we had to delay releasing an episode because of the Chile um, the protests protests thank you I was like I know this word I know this word
1: three or five million people (laughs) in the streets protesting actively
2: So when one of our actresses said, I'm sorry, I can't record, I can't get to the recording studio because of the protests, we decided that's absolutely okay, stay safe, we'll just delay the episode because it's more important to us that we get to work with these amazing people than saying, oh, how dare you want to be safe? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That was really not something glowing up in our face, though, that's more like... Whenever we get these weird things that happen, we have to deal with it. We have to find a way around it.
1: We've become so interconnected with the world in a lot of ways, unexpectedly. Uh, the remote recording thing, too. Like, you don't think, like, oh, yeah, I'm suddenly going to care about current events in all parts of the world. But, you know, the explosion in Beirut, yeah. like, that, that hurt our friends. Uh, his, his windows in his house were, like, taken out by that explosion. And he had to get his family to safety. And he's... Uh, one of our main actors in the White Vault. So that, that delayed us a bit on the production side, but it was an important thing that had to happen, and we were able to, to help him out a little bit by giving him some paying work as an actor.
2: These are not the kinds of mistakes. It's not even a mistake. It's not the kind of event that you're saying, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to affect me working in my closet here in America. Like, But then we just or have these... Europe. Yeah, we're in Europe when we finally get to move, yeah. but... Now we understand that it really does because we have people all over the world. But that's it's not so much a mistake as it is a circumstance that um, we can try to overcome in the best way possible and keep our productions on the right path. Keep and, us on
1: track, yeah. We... I think our, our biggest delays now it's like we we want to take a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I would love to take a weekend. Um, it's been
2: I'll be working this weekend for sure.
1: I've gotten one weekend every, maybe one day every other weekend kind of is my new norm now. Close to it. But we're, we're getting closer to like a normal life. <laughs> you closer, say that. Closer. You say that.
2: It's such a lie. <laughs> I don't
1: like we're lying. But maybe we're lying to ourselves. But we're, we're trying to, to grow and expand and, and do things better. And it's a process and it's a learning process the entire time, even though we have data and we have um analysis. We, we look at the data. We think about the data. We talk about the data on dog walks and such.
2: Izo's doing great.
1: Izo is doing very well. He had allergies and then we moved and then we got him some medications and now he's feeling really great.
2: Izo does not care where we are as long as we are together. He would have been totally fine with, with us living out of that van forever.
1: <laughs> he would have actually. <laughs> By like the third day he, he got used he was to tr-
2: it. He, when, when we were moving... Uh, and we packed everything up, and we got into this van that we had rented. It's
1: a seven-day drive.
2: He absolutely wanted to be in that car. He knew we were going to get in that car and drive away. So when he jumped in there, and we were like, oh, let's get one more family photo here at our old house, he did not get out of the car. He nope. was like, no, if I get out of this car, you're going to leave me. Believe me, we never would have left him, but he was so adamant. Was adorable. Like, I shall not get out of this car. And... Yeah.
1: It's like when we got him a new bed. He's like, "I will not leave this bed. This is my bed. <laughs> <laughs> you gave this to me." Um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's some interesting stuff we've we've gone through. Let's get back to some some of the building stuff, though. Okay. Basically, you've you've kind of future proofed and and built our worlds and larger things than I think either was expected in a lot of ways. What um, do you mean? Like you you future proofed them. Like with the White Vault, you had a, a very clear vision of what you were doing. Absolutely. You built it with room for growth, but you had it at a point where we basically knew where the story was going to go from, from the get-go. Um, I think even before our live show, in like a few months after we released the first ep- episodes, uh, you and I had already chatted about, I feel like you always start a world... That's overdeveloped in a good way. Like we know a lot of different. <laughs> oh, now Mako's walking in. What is this?
2: This is the other dog. Who's all well, the us. dogs go? Humans are on the floor. Why are the humans on the floor?
1: Okay, Mako, you're small. You can you can fit here, but just barely. <laughs> I, I wish I could video this. This is like <laughs> continuing on our our ideas though. I, well, I...
2: thank you for so... saying that. I build good stories.
1: No, but I, I feel like you build the world itself in a way where you have a clear vision of what it's supposed to look like and feel like so if there are questions you have clear answers as the creator when I ask like, Oh, what's this ship, this Bifrost ship? And you just sort of like, you give me an infographic that winds <laughs> up becoming like a thing. It's like, wow, this is so detailed I can give this to the fans. And then I do.
2: <laughs> Not only are they written down, but they have pictures.
1: <laughs> and the pictures work pretty well. now you you spend a lot of time building. Yes. And I think that's uh very fun and impressive. Um and it's something that I've appreciated in the worlds that you've created or you know, built up over time that uh, we've gotten really play in. So each one of our four main brands at the time, at, at the time of recording, um, the White Vault, Liberty, Vast, and Dark, Dark Dice. Dice. Like they, they're, well, Dark Dice isn't, that's a separate story for Dark Dice, but they're they're basically really well developed. And I think uh, I feel very confident uh, in my understanding of them and, and such as an auditory space and even as a, almost a visual one, even though I, I can't visualize we, things.
2: We are incredibly lucky Because we are so close as people, like you and I, we're best friends and we're married and we play nerdy video games together and we do like hikes and like we have the same consumption of uh, like television and movies and games and again, the dogs are being so freaking cute.
1: Now rolling on his back with his belly in the air, being
2: adorable. (laughs) But because we have that, we have this like very similar mindset where we're so lucky we get to create together because I can build something in my mind and hand you a script and you have, even six years ago, you had such a good understanding of what it is that I was trying to get across and now it's only better and now it's only like a stronger understanding of our stories because I couldn't write it but... Nobody's going to care unless you make it amazing, and you always do.
1: And um, I guess I, I would just like to express an appreciation for how you do things uh, in public or semi-public, I guess, <laughs> podcast space. But um, in reading how other people uh, or seeing how other people write scripts, uh, the way that you and I communicate is is really fun. And I, uh, not to take away from how other people do things, I just have an appreciation for what you build and your. Your methodology of building the vehicle as opposed to, you know, kind of building it as we're going along.
2: I go back and I see old scripts a bunch um, when I'm going back to make references to previous episodes. And my style has developed so much because the more that I created for you, the more that I was able to create my scripts in a way that could be most easily uh, translated into audio. Like I started building it so that it was easier for our actors and easier for you. Um,
1: I feel like this is a great segue into technology too. Oh yeah. We so can, we can, what, what, we what, can do you, what do you use to write all of your scripts? Caitlin, oh, I, mean, I use
2: Microsoft Word. Caitlin stats. <laughs> Nothing the is the fancy writer. here. I use Microsoft Word.
1: Microsoft Word. Okay. Um, Nothing fancy. And, and that allows us, I think the subscription was like couple bucks
2: uh we got the yearly subscription computers and we got it for (laughs) we got like the family and your dad's yeah we got the family pack because like it's you it's me and it's my father um because my dad is the editor for all of my scripts uh and he's he's a consultant and sometimes he's a voice actor (laughs)
1: wk stats he's top secret we don't talk about who he is
2: um but
1: he's super knowledgeable and he's also got a lot of Besides being your father, he actually has all the qualifications you would want in somebody.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, we have, I just use Microsoft Word. Um,
1: which makes it easy to give the actors it does. as well. It
2: really does. Like, I, if I need to export it as a PDF because they don't have Microsoft Word, I can do that. Um, sometimes they can take them and translate them into the the Pages app for a Mac. Um, I actually, I use a Mac, a really old Mac, but...
1: We need to get it changed out because you're you're no longer able to even update your OS because you're out of space. I don't have space. <laughs> We've been saying how long have you had that computer?
2: Um, since before graduate school.
1: So to clarify, <laughs> like this computer is older than our relationship. <laughs> uh, the the weirdness of this is like we we really need to upgrade your computer. Upgrade, not upgrade. These things need to happen eventually, but we're still trying to like figure out timing stuff with like patreon because we just switched to like monthly and that's a really big deal for us we were afraid that people would like leave by the droves when we started doing that because we were originally by creation which was very stressful because you have to you know release your episode or not get food <laughs> and not be able to pay your actors and such yeah, so technology so, so huh. your computer needs to get upgraded we'll, we'll do that at some point Yay. once we're sure what our income is
2: <laughs> unlike unlike travis how many computers have you had over the last few years, Travis?
1: Well, when we met, I had a computer that was nice. My no sleep sticker on it, but I accidentally stabbed it. And then it fell down a flight of stairs. And then the hard drive, the backup hard drive also fell down uh, in, into a rainy ditch, which was unfortunate. And then I had a second computer.
2: I have watched this man drop a phone <laughs> into an ocean. Two oceans. I have Same watched phone. this man Home physically class. destroy computers. I, it was an accident. I was
1: trying to do Foley. I was learning how to <laughs> mic it properly. It was too close, <laughs> and I didn't have the gain high enough. And then I got a second computer. That one was good for a few years, and then uh, I just got a new computer this year. I think was it this?
2: No, you. When we were in Portland, you yeah. got two computers.
1: So I'm on four computers, and I, I donated the others to the uh, the Portland Computer Group thing, where you can give computers to people who apparently want to edit audio. Please
2: stop breaking computers.
1: Uh, this one, this one's uh, a keeper. It's it's pretty reliable. Like <laughs> but to it say. gets
2: so overheated that he puts it on a cookie grate. This is true. So that the bottom can vent.
1: (laughs) Well, I also demand a lot of my computers. I'm running 100 plus tracks simultaneously over the course of an entire season. I'm using Mixcraft, which is like one of the cheaper digital audio workspaces out there. We've been using
2: affordable options,
1: even though we're not like we're. we're, (laughs) We're pro level using affordable options. Wait. Caitlin is literally holding a microphone in her hand with a pop filter that is not attached by anything. It just I, I it sort of sits in the ring. I wedged ring. it into just a ring. You wedge
2: it in there. <laughs> it just sits in the ring, fine. And
1: I'm, I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a really good mic uh, that is on a ten dollar microphone stand called a onstage.
2: That microphone stand falls over all the time. It's not weighted
1: properly. It falls over (laughs) all the time. So (laughs) on a Focusrite 2i2, we didn't get like the 4i2 or the 8i2 or any of those uh, fancier ones. Um, Just because we're very much on the frugal with this stuff.
2: What's the super fanciest thing that we use?
1: Probably the microphone I'm talking into right now. It's like an $800 microphone or a $700 microphone that I got on sale for $400.
2: That's probably that's the why most. Why I didn't get a new computer, <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's just proof. Like we, we chose something because we loved it. We didn't think we had to overinvest in it. We really just think that the things that sell our show, and by sell, I mean just get people interested in our show, is our story and the amount of work we put in and the amazing actors that we work with. You don't need thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that's of equipment.
1: Re- I'm realizing that you made fun of my headset, and it, like it's literally falling apart. Your headset has <laughs> been to the repair
2: shop multiple times,
1: and I got it for free, and
2: it's still missing parts.
1: But the point is, we we're not using expensive equipment. It's very affordable, and I think that's that's a good thing
2: in podcasting in general. Like the reason we got into it is because it's an accessible medium. You don't have to have like an amazing big camera to make a movie or. Or you don't have to have that amazing kind of camera to make a. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. To, we, to clarify,
1: it's also, also, com- it's comparatively accessible to the mediums that we've worked in, other mediums that we've looked at yeah. for, for storytelling, like film, like television. We're video not games. in those video games, um, comic books. Compared to all their methods of storytelling, besides maybe writing a book, it's it's accessible, but also it's very daunting because writing a book. Here's a blank page. Go.
2: <laughs> oh, oh! You think that's daunting? You, you think that's daunting? Just stare at a computer and just have the world's worst writer's block.
1: The accessibility is there, but it's also a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, so I just I don't want to undercut it's the work that you put in. Too
2: like I I couldn't imagine trying to write a novel with someone. If you if you do that, that's probably amazing. But like we wanted something we could build together. Yeah, podcasting was what we could find and six years later this is our our livelihoods and i get to tell stories for a living i ah. we get really nice (laughs) notes too
1: on on the stories that we tell um we've helped some people through some tough times with uh with some educational escapism generally educational escapism i would say
2: or entertaining escapism
1: yeah both are good but the uh the, the point of this is uh, I, I don't think you have to spend a lot of money. Um, I, I think sure SM58s are, are a very decent microphone and they're not, that a, at a pawn shop, they're very cheap. Yeah. They're in the double digits. And But
2: six years in, I think we can still say that it's not how much money you have to throw at it
1: we. It's... Yeah, we, we literally are competing with uh, AAA studios yeah. that from like Hollywood.
2: No, yeah, <laughs> I went to a studio in LA, and I went to a studio in London. I was like, I went to a closet at my mother in law's.
1: <laughs> and and arguably, sometimes the the closet will get better uh, audio. Even we we actually had to work with some higher studios recently for oh my uh, gosh, SAG yeah. projects, um, a SAG project that we put together. Yeah, and that was an experience in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it... never underestimate the power of ingenuity or creativity.
2: Or a duvet.
1: Or a duvet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, under a blanket. Recording under a blanket is one of our number one tricks for people recording for the White Vault. Yes. Under a blanket, where it's scary, which always sounds like so strange um, when you're talking to people. Like, hello, are you under the blanket? Yes, I'm under the blanket. <laughs> okay, now I have to eat cookies. I'm eating cookies under a blanket. This is my <laughs> childhood dream. And I'm. <laughs> That was our our vast horizon experience recently? Uh, other other tools we use. What other tools are we are we up to these days? Um, I
2: don't really have that many tools. You research a lot, is that? Yeah, I, just, I just research like Google, JSTOR, and JSTOR, scientific uh, journals and publications. I just do research.
1: That's, That's true. Uh, and, and in terms of our our actual crew internally, we work with a lot of actors. They're yes. wonderful, fantastic human beings, uh, divine human beings, one might say, for their amazing and endless patience in working with me. Or um,
2: putting up with my writing. And
1: the retakes and the, stra- <laughs> the strange words that you put in and the tongue twisters and the uh, heliosheath, heliopause
2: <laughs>
1: stuff, um, technical jargon. Uh, but- themes speleothems we also work with a few crew members and it's it's important to recognize um we've always worked with brandon our mixing engineer who i I have a partial deafness in one ear so I could not mix the episodes. I also don't have the skill. But if I had the skill, I still couldn't do it because I, I lack the ability to hear things. And the reason our stuff does not sound terrible uh, when you put it in your car versus on your phone, it sounds the same, in fact, or very similar, It's because we have a mastering process and a mixing process. And that's its a very important part of the process that we uh, we go through. And we also work with um, some, some dialogue uh, editors, uh, people who are helping us out to cut the initial dialogue. Uh, Marissa Ewing, we've been working with for... Uh, is it a year a couple of years i'm not even sure anymore they sort of blend together
2: I think it's like a year
1: i think it's about a year marissa's been working with us
2: off and on yeah
1: and uh dane Leonardson is now working with us in the white vault avram which is very exciting and and other things um dane has been really fantastic we worked with him on critical research season two initially and then he had a, a family and and went off to do that for a while and is now excited to be working on audio again now that he's being a father and uh working in audio so it's I'm, I'm very grateful for all those people and also steven we work with steven a lot on music mm-hmm. all the time and brandon boone uh that duo they crank out so much music for us I, I know brandon is also creating like three hours of music for the no sleep podcast every week but <laughs> um and steven's working on video game soundtracks and motion pictures uh, oh, but and
2: we work with jeff on our websites
1: jeff clement yes because yeah. we we don't build our, our own websites. We and can't have
2: every talent, dear. We, we can't. No.
1: <laughs> you, you do send very nice... We've like had a presentation, like a PowerPoint, like in this page, it I sort can, of looks like... I say,
2: I would like it to look like this, <laughs> and I'd like it to look like this, but I don't know how to make it do the things it needs to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and these are all uh, important uh, people to acknowledge and, and things to, to think through. Um, as we kind of go through and look at like, okay, who are we working with? Who are we talking with? Those are important people in our lives. And all of our our friends. So, um, yeah. Is there anyone else you can think of that we're working with? Uh, WK Stats, of course. We've already mentioned him before. (laughs)
2: Um, I mean, we just work with so many amazing voice actors all over the world.
1: Translators. Uh, Sophie Yang translates Mandarin all the time.
2: People putting up with me uh, deciding to write in a language that I cannot write. And then having to ask me a bunch of questions about... Okay, how many people are they referring to? And uh, is this more polite or is this more informal? And I'm like, okay, let's let's just dive on into this and make this possible.
1: What degree of, of rudeness do you want this curse word to be? It's the <laughs> one that comes up rather frequently for Graham Kasner in Russian. And then uh, in addition to translators, we also sometimes work with consultants on on the creative side, like yeah. Natan Mir um, on Avram or a talk to studies group for the
2: language consultancy, yeah. uh, history consultancy making sure that the stuff we're trying to put out there fits the reality enough that when the fictional aspects come in they feel all the more real and we accomplish that by trying our best and working with amazing people to make it feel that way and to make it as real as possible
1: also our community moderators um, amy and uh, freya who keep our facebook group and discord community in line respectively
2: I could not do that. No, they're, they're fantastic
1: <laughs> people, um, fantastic human beings, and we are extremely grateful for them. So I, I think when we think of like, oh, it's 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 just us doing like the core creative stuff. Yeah, but there's also people we work with who are very invaluable to making the process seamless, who've joined the team over time and who've helped us free up our time to spend more time on the creative stuff. So that's kind of cool. Um Lastly, she also mentioned that we work with ICM. They are our talent representation, and one I can't day. I
2: believe we are at the point where we have talent representation. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, right? It's, Wait, um... does that
2: mean I get to call myself a talent? Am I a talent?
1: Uh, I, I think you can. I think that's can kosher. I?
2: That sounds really weird, though.
1: It is, um, <laughs> but but it's. I think that's that's a thing we can do, and they're they've been really cool and possibly making things happen in the future. We'll see.
2: But let's let's go back because um, some of the people that are listening. Are probably other creators wanting to see what we've learned over six years and hoping to glean some information that could help them in the future. So, over six years, how has the idea of podcast monetization changed for you?
1: Oh, it's it's changed drastically. Originally, I thought it was like, oh, ad sales—that's where the real money's made. And yes, if you're true crime, that's that's true. Or yes, if you're comedy, that's true. Um well, shows... I'd like to
2: start with at the very beginning. We had no intention of any monetization.
1: Yeah, actually we were staunchly against it.
2: And we were actually like, Oh man, it costs money to do this. Well, I guess other people sink money into their hobbies, so why can't we? Um yeah, then uh then we slowly started to I think we started with Patreon.
1: Yep. That was that yeah. was it. And we're like, Oh, this is this is cute, maybe this will pay for our hosting fees. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It'll pay for our RSS hosting fees and
1: can, can we make the $28 a month? I don't know. We'll find out.
2: <laughs> just remembering like what the Patreon page looked like back then.
1: A bit been embarrassing.
2: It was just liberty. Yes. Yeah. Things have changed. Things, <laughs> yeah, things have
1: changed. And we actually have For the like, better! <laughs> we've got content on there. We've got really cool stories. We've got a lot of music too.
2: And we didn't start really advertising until...
1: A year in. One year of creation, we started like season two of Critical Research, I think, is when we sort of started mentioning it. I had to edit them recently, so I heard us mention we had a Patreon somewhere.
2: Well, that was less advertising and more, because it wasn't like dynamic ads at that point. Oh,
1: sorry, advertising uh, for like ad, ad revenue. Yeah, we, we did a few of those. That would be around vigilance. After White Vault Season 1, we started to do uh, advertising um, in the form of things like O'Dowd's Apothecary and Klipsch and Yes,
2: I remember that. It was... But that wasn't us getting paid. That was like Klipsch sent you some headsets.
1: Yes, which I'm looking at right now, and uh, I would be using if I was monitoring this. <laughs> but we have that. We also have, uh, what are the other strange oddities? Um, we got the microphones, the Rode microphones for yeah. our cast um, around the world for the White Vaults. So they wouldn't be recording on Blue Yetis. <laughs> Advertising is a weird game. To yeah. clarify, in, in the sponsorship side, like it's called CPM. So it is uh, cost per mil, mill being the word thousand yep. in Latin, I think. So it's d- how many dollars per thousand downloads you get or streams. And it's basically like if someone listens to one second of your content, it's considered a download, I believe, as of the most latest metrics. Um, and you have to be like IAB, whatever, certified. I think we're at 2.0 or 3.0 at this point, or 4.0, anyway. Um, but it's based on who hosts you and having accurate re- reporting data. And on average, you're probably getting somewhere between $7 and, and $20 for 1,000 listeners, realistically. And it takes a lot of time to get a sponsor, so you need to weigh, like, is that my time. That itself
2: is its own job.
1: Yes, but, you know, trying to seek out sponsors and talk to 100 people to get one sponsor for $7 times a 1,000 downloads, you made 7 bucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wasted a lot of time. <laughs> I don't think I made quite... A break even here and uh you, you can certainly get sponsors earlier and, and charge more um i think the highest people see is 50 which is great if they can get that but that's kind of what the game is on on advertising and we've recently gotten to dynamic advertising in the last few months we've moved over to acast uh, which is a hosting platform that offers it um one of a few and uh it's it's been pretty okay but it hasn't really helped us in in the greatest uh, of senses in terms of uh, monetization it's more uh, it offers some benefit to our back catalog, which has been cool because we have a lot of stories that we put out over six years. Every two weeks, we put out a new episode, but it's it's not really any supplement at all for... if We we, we could not continue on, on just that, nor could we pay our actors on just that, but it does pay for some of our actors.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's still really new for us. Honestly, the only reason we can do this full-time is because we do get paid. From Patreon. Um, But we get paid through our Patreon, and... For honestly, most of my podcasting career, oh, it's a career. I have a career. Yeah, it's multiple um, years. Yeah, <laughs> for the majority of my podcasting career, uh, I was not making minimum wage. Same. <laughs> and well, you weren't even working full time for the most getting of paid it at because all. you, yeah, because. It, you had another job that was generally supporting us. And I put in full-time
1: hours and both.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Because I am not only your friend and your work partner, I'm your wife. And I want to go like do fun things and go on like nice long dog walks and just like have a life outside of work. And that was not possible. It was honestly kind of sad because we were just like, okay, if we want to make this a possibility for our life, we have to dedicate a lot of time to it. And we had that very lucky opportunity where Travis's other job afforded us time. time for me to work on creating stories and just building our podcasting possibilities.
1: And that that was uh, that time that we invested as well was integral and very important to where we are now because yeah. we've we've grown because of time and putting out quality stuff over time and advertising the heck out of it and marketing it and doing all those things that Caitlin does in a magical way.
2: You really don't you really don't get into podcasting thinking you're gonna make money.
1: No, and, and I don't think
2: you know, uh, it's not a safe assumption for anybody. And we didn't assume it. We we were just like, yeah, let's write stories and hang out together and not have to program a video game. <laughs> um, I, I feel
1: like our our big success story is and, and continuing success story in, in big air quotes uh, that that people can't see is our ability to overcome those like months and and years where Caitlin looked at me and said like I am making the equivalent of minimum wage in Bangladesh or she would actually a different chart of countries every every week and she would change the country yeah. um, but getting to Bangladesh took more than a year yeah more than multiple years I think
2: just. A young couple being very stupid, not earning enough money, and deciding, "Know what we're going to do? We're going to start podcasting and buy a puppy." <laughs> but <laughs> well, oh, I don't want to say buy shop. a puppy. Yeah, we adopted we adopted Ezo from a uh, a rescue in Florida.
1: We actually showed up a day early. We did, <laughs> and and it was like an hour drive to get there each way, an hour there and back. And, uh, the
2: adoption I, event, they already knew we were coming. We had sent in the paperwork for adopting him. They had checked that we like had a good home for him and that we could take care of him. Oh, by and the way,
1: the event's tomorrow. We
2: were so excited. We drove up on a Saturday, got there, and were so confused that it wasn't happening because the event was on Sunday. We were just so <laughs> excited to get Izo. We drove up on the wrong day, so we drove all the way home just to do it the next day, and we've got Izo, and he was amazing and cute and small, and it we bought amazing. him a Bunch of stuff so that he could get home and he would feel comfortable and loved. And on vomited the drive mommy. home, he vomited on Travis.
1: <laughs> All over me. It was adorable.
2: It was wonderful.
1: He, he never left us since.
2: Never left us. R- tangent. Smart. This is a tangent.
1: Uh sorry. It's a tangent
2: about my dog.
1: I love his dog. Our dog is amazing. <laughs> anyway, um other other things though, like I, I guess there's the illusion that you're making a lot of money on Patreon and uh, Every time you you grow, though, you're increasing your expenses and Patreon takes a cut, but also you're paying for more things because if you have income, there are things that you were just paying out of pocket or things that people were doing for free that should be compensated.
2: Or the fact that you're just creating more to sustain a business means that there's expenses for creating, hosting, and maintaining all of those shows.
1: Yes, and those are things that can't be discounted, so as you see an increase in total money there's an increase in total expenses that is oftentimes comparable if not greater than what you're you're seeing so it can be deceptive as you get to like the the really painful growth spurts it was a big surprise for us and we had to come to grips with being extremely frugal in in spending anything and then suddenly having to be even more frugal and then have to uh, also decide this is an investment in our future that we have to make and we will not make more than minimum wage yet. We won't we have to make minimum wage. We have to invest in this first or this person first. Yeah. And that was uh a very tough experience for us. We got through it and we're at a place where we're we're okay, but we're we're not like amazing. So we're we're trying to get there. I'm I think. happy with
2: okay. I'm happy with okay like, too. I have Izo, and Izo has dog food and we i mean we're living at our family's house so we again we're incredibly lucky we have the circumstances that allow us to do this not everybody could just get up and and go and we sold our cars yeah this like, is true we don't, we, we don't own anything. Anything that requires insurance, <laughs> except just, your life and my life. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's basically it. Um, and our dog has insurance. Uh, oh but, yeah,
2: he has pet insurance because it's important. Oh, because he's always been such a sicky. He has been. <laughs>
1: he's a happy sicky. Uh, but those are those are things that like really need to be under consideration for a lot of people that maybe you would not expect. Uh, you're thinking of like glamour and such. So uh, I, I just. We'd always forewarn uh, of those sorts of things because a lot of people say that we're, we're an example of what people can become and I don't think we've quite become it yet. We're in the process of, of still metamorphosizing uh, into the butterfly that could be, that we're, we're working toward. I
2: mean, if they're saying it in a way where it's like, wow, I really love the stories that they create and the productions that they make. I wish I could do that. You totally can.
1: Oh yeah, that that part. Write it, that's produce doable. it,
2: make your amazing stories. Like as um, a hobby,
1: that that makes a lot of sense.
2: And if you're thinking like we're we are doing so well that we must have a great studio space and stuff, don't worry, you can be like us. Record in your closet.
1: <laughs> These are truths. But I, I think the the coolest part for me is when we're actually able to. At, at this point, we are when we were able to pay our cast uh, yeah. decent wages and like. We got a photograph from a guy in Russia who said it's been amazing to work with you um this meal was paid for by you guys. I made more work more money working with you guys in a day than I would have made in a week working like my job that I was fired from during covid. Thank you for allowing me to eat yeah. and for making that happen so we,
2: we didn't think we would have we cool. we didn't think we'd have to think about like. What circumstances across the world can impact our our work now, and we didn't think we would be making such a big impact in other people's lives.
1: Yes, and, and not just uh, that person's life, but we've done that with a couple of people. Have sent us some really nice notes, and yeah. uh, we've we've helped spark a few careers for voice actors who are now working on, I don't want to say bigger and better things, but they're working on on larger paying projects. I should say that that's an appropriate. Uh, yeah We,
2: we help people find their way like they'd never been on anything before and when we showed them here's how you can do this they took it and they ran with it and they made it to such a huge part of their lives and that's Awesome for them. And
1: some have won awards too that yes. they didn't expect at all. Um, <laughs> I, I know uh, Dan still is in denial. I was like, no, no, I did not win an award. <laughs> I was like, we tell him he's an award winning actor, and he's just like, no, no, I'm not. It's not real. <laughs> there are phases of evolution as you grow, and it feels like you're going through different stages in Tetris or Mario or, or a game, a video game, and the rules change. Or Baba is You is actually probably the best example, mm. like, because the rules completely change every time you get to a new level. It's and Calvin ball. Calvin ball, yeah. And uh, some things stay the same, but everything also is different. Yeah. And that's uh, a reality that we've experienced. Another thing that I was hoping to discuss with you: some of the hidden work that we do, because it's it's a hidden. topic of this. Yeah. Like you know, cleaning up our RSSs, uh, plural RSS, which are the the feeds that we have that have like some of them had advertisements from years ago that we were like, oh, we should probably turn this off um or or things like that or
2: uh, hidden work being like spending time updating the logo or is that hidden work
1: oh yeah updating our logos podbean repeatedly having issues with multiple episodes of ours despite no other app having having those issues to
2: apple because apple did an update that then like messed up so many podcasts and then having to oh gosh
1: having all of our episodes not be on apple Uh. for a while for like (laughs) days at a time um, getting a cast to show our credits because they truncate after 200 characters or 2,000 characters. 2, characters and like actors are like oh by the way you realize you're not crediting us I'm like no I am I put them all in it's it's pulling up on all podcasting apps they're going to fix the issue and it'll probably be updated by the time you hear this episode
2: all the little background work where you you wake up in the morning and you're like all right you know what I'm going to do today it's gonna be great I'm going to I'm going to work out I'm going to make myself a cup of tea I'm going to sit down I'm going to write and then you sit down at the computer and you get like a ton of emails and notifications, and you have to spend like an hour and a half checking in with people on social media, posting advertisements, building new advertisements.
1: Marissa suddenly emails me, by the way, the audio file from this actor is completely blank of audio. The time's there. There's just no audio. I'm
2: like, no! <laughs> Did you know that you accidentally copy pasted someone else's bio into somebody else's section on your website? Now you have to fix that. Surprise. <laughs> like, <laughs> or spending a lot of time designing the websites so that when we do major updates that they look better and they're more usable. Like
1: the Patreon RSS which is like the thing that I covet above all other RSSs in terms of how yeah. orderly that thing is.
2: Transcripts. Like, Transcripts. Yeah, I those forgot about those. Prepared and ready and without spoilers. And, and yeah, just doing everything that's not the podcast. Oh my gosh, Not yeah. Not writing, not producing, not voice acting.
1: And most D&D podcasts don't have transcripts for a reason because they take a lot of time.
2: Like There is just so much that we try to do, especially because I guess, yes, we're podcasters, but we're more than that. We're a production company. It's you and me doing everything for a production company. So... When somebody, uh, let's take the 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 week of the Jeff Goldblum announcement.
1: Oh my gosh, that was so fun, but also so like a lot of
2: work. Yes. So we had phone calls
1: before it happened. <laughs> we got it like a heads up, like, oh, uh, this article's going to go out. Oh, cool. Okay, awesome. Like, this is going to be an article. It's going to go up. That's really great. Thank you for letting us know. Hope you have a great week. All right. And our expectation is like oh, we're going to have a nice week. Nothing's going to happen. No one. I did about not this. have
2: this expectation. Oh. I knew it was going to be a hurricane and travis notice. was like oh it'll be fine it'll be wonderful that's my travis voice i
1: sound like the guy from it crowd <laughs> and then suddenly we had no time because no we were time. getting 60 40 plus notifications every 10 minutes
2: yep they're like calling and sending messages to us and they're like can we talk to your pr department i'm like there is no pr department there's me or Travis <laughs>
1: Polygon's like could you get on the phone in the next 10 minutes like sure yes
2: <laughs> and then Travis would go into like a meeting for two hours and I would so be good. answering all of these emails and messages
1: I got about four hours of sleep uh, for the next two or three days just because I was non-stop replying to people and I didn't even get any work done it was just replying I wasn't even actively outgoing anything it was just reply reply reply
2: and doing interviews uh, was- doing meetings <laughs> It was a lot
1: of, um, I would say that that was less time than, than I think we, we think of it as. It's just the fact that I wasn't there was pretty stressful. But there was a lot of. But that's what I'm
2: trying to say. Yeah. Like People see Fool and Scholar Productions and they think, oh, they must have an office somewhere <laughs> and have employees. <laughs> <This> <laughs> and true. It's, is... it's just us. They don't
1: imagine us sending out every envelope for every patch that someone buys off of our website. Oh my god! When we did our last it.
2: patches, when we still lived in Portland, and we did our last patch uh, mail out, it was our entire weekend and our in our living room and was, we had piles, and it was like a little, uh, what's it called, it's chain, um, uh, assembly line.
1: Assembly line it was while was watching Tremors. Ass-
2: it was an assembly line while watching bad movies. Actually, we watched this one Taiwanese movie, it was really funny, but because it had subtitles, we couldn't watch what we were doing, so that we had, kept having to look up and down, so we ended up not watching any more subtitled movies that weekend because we had to be able to focus on the assembly line, because we were like, okay, I'll write That was the this hard Bathhouse
1: movie. Yes, yeah. okay.
2: I'll I'll write this. I'll put on the stickers. You you put in the new stickers and the patches, and then depending on if whether or not it's international mail or uh, U.S. based mail, it goes in one basket versus another basket, and it's just us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that whole weekend was just us prepping over like a thousand envelopes. I forgot about that. This is like no, a good reminiscing yeah. here.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm also like half crying. The time we did it before was also really it was it was fewer and it, was, it wasn't a whole weekend. It was just.
2: It it was fewer then, yeah. It
1: was only like 400 instead of 1,400 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, What are some other weird stories like that where you've just been up super late doing things or getting things done? Can you think of, I I can't try to think of some Um, besides editing. Every time
2: you've had a recording session that was with someone in, like, Australia or Taiwan or Hong Kong or Malaysia or, like, Georgia or Georgia, like, everything is all over the place time-wise. So Travis is setting alarms for, like, 2 a.m., (laughs)
1: <laughs> the entirety of the White Vault Avram was me waking up at night and recording from like two in the morning till four in the morning. Yeah. Or or like, and then also like halfway through it realizing that there was a problem with the mic and we had to record much later <laughs> and there were some language issues. So we were recording at like half speed and it wound up being like four hours each session instead of two, and then it's like six in the morning, the sun has risen, there are birds chirping really loudly as I'm like trying to get in bed. <laughs> no, go away, birds, go away, sun. Birds were here first. <laughs> go away, sunlight, I don't want you. Oh man, there's so many, and also, like the episode you think it's done, you send it off to mixing, mixing sends it back, and you're like, oh no, I realize there's a mistake. And we like, chat it over and we finger creative ways to get the episode <laughs> up within the next 20 minutes before it's midnight so we can have it up on time. Those are those, and then realizing that I forgot to make the post, so I have to like double check the credits, triple check the credits, add the description, the little things you don't think about, and then links to transcripts and.
2: There's so much invisible work. Yeah, so much.
1: I think that's a really big uh, thing, and trying to do the right thing is also uh, laziness versus trying to do the right thing, like. We, we go very far out of our way to try and do the right yeah. thing. And then we still make mistakes sometimes, but we, we do improve. I think we have improved consistently. But finding ways to make things easy also, because if it's even if you're doing the right thing, but it's not an easy thing for people to find sometimes like our transcripts, it's like right in the you're reading an episode or you're reading the credits to an episode like the description in iTunes. It's like you're linked to transcripts. Click link to. Oh, here's all the content warnings.
2: Okay, I'm just going to say this again. Even though our transcripts are hosted on Patreon, they are free Free. to access. They are on a free public post. So if you need transcripts, they are available there for you.
1: Yes, and that's very important. Um,
2: Need or want transcripts. Some people just like to read along.
1: Yeah, a lot of uh, invisible work. So this is just... Hope it do not sound like preventing. venting.
2: It's just six years of experiences and... Fun problems and horrible problems and ways that our, our views on podcasting have changed.
1: Fun adventures. I say we've, we've focused a lot on the negative. So what are your... And, and because it's also like people like gossip and usually in shows, so that's, that's been a fun... We'll just uh, gossip
2: about ourselves.
1: Gossip about ourselves and our strange missteps. Uh, but what are some of the things that you've really enjoyed uh, over the last... Because we do have fun.
2: I love working with you. Same way. Let's like, be mine. My, my job means I get to spend so much time creating with you. When we used to have different jobs, you used to have to drive really far every day to go to work.
1: That was my podcast listening time that I miss, but I also don't miss the other stuff.
2: But like, <laughs> Just being in the car for that long, like in the morning you would leave and then I wouldn't see you till late at night and then we would just eat and we'd be so tired and we'd just go, go to bed. Like, that was it. There wasn't enough time for anything else.
1: My soul was drained. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so just getting to work with you, like, it's given me the opportunity to spend so much time with you, and just, that's amazing. I work from home, you work from home, Ezo's at home. Like, it's it's kind of that dream that people really want. Before um, COVID. <laughs> yeah, before COVID. Now everyone's like, let me out of my house! But uh, it's affording us the opportunity Uh, Not like the monetary opportunity, but like the the actual physical opportunity of being able to go wherever we want
1: to live wherever we want. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like we we don't enjoy living in Florida. And I really cannot wait to see where we end up. And the only reason that this is possible or even a possibility is because we work from home and it's something that podcasting has afforded us. It's very true. Um, I get and to tell stories. Things. I get to share ideas and stories and worlds that I never thought I was going to get to tell and share, and people really enjoy it, and they reach out to me with fan mail, and they make fan art, and it is amazing.
1: We personally reply to those as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, it's always funny. I had somebody once who was uh, reaching out to me or reaching out to the account that we have on Tumblr and I don't really know how to use Tumblr but I was trying and they were like oh it's so cool that you've made this fan account I really enjoy this show and I was like this isn't a fan account this is me hi I'm the writer (laughs) and they were so floored and they sent me like this fun message about how much they enjoyed the show we get like I get to create my stories that's I get to cool. share them with people, and they like them. Do you know how rare that is? You know, I never thought that was going to be a thing for my life. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Let's see. I I really enjoy um, working with you. Of course, that's that's like the best. Um, you sound I,
2: way less enthused than I did. <laughs> no,
1: I, I can't. I can't match your emotion. Um, I, I don't know. I'm physically capable in in, in vocal, because you know I'm, I'm bad at emotions and stuff. But I, I think that was really. That was really well said. I feel the same way. And uh, it is so dang cool to bring your stories to life because I love how you think and the <laughs> way of thinking is. But I don't want this to be like a gush piece because that's like personal stuff, whatever. Um, but other things for me are...
2: Wait, so I have to gush and be all like emotional and and silly sounding, but you won't tell me that you enjoy it? Come on. Okay, be yeah, yeah. be be, right. be emotional.
1: I, people want to hear this, but I'll, I I really do I appreciate working with you and I tell you that like almost every day, I think, <laughs> except when when I've made you mad at me for something I've definitely done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really do um I love the way you think, and the, the stories you craft are so dang fun, and I, I love uh, bringing them to life and, and getting to interact with you and asking you questions like, does it sound enough like this person's being you know, mortally killed in some way, or should it sound with more, more blood, less blood, more of a thunk? <laughs> uh, those are always fun moments. I really enjoy interacting with our actors and our cast. Uh, they are the bomb, and they put up with me, which is fantastic, and it's, uh, it is a very fun Put up with us. Us, they put up with
2: us. Yeah, <laughs> your
1: scripts and 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 the things that I constantly request of them, especially the breathing, is the worst for people. You gotta breathe for like, breathe heavily for thirty seconds near your microphone and try to make it sound awkward. Like, okay, okay, At this intensity as you're running <laughs> from monsters or something. So, uh, they're they're always really fun to chat with and to just get to have these weird relationships with where we never actually speak verbally to each other, but I get all their verbal audio. And I send them a lot of emails and messages and and thanks and praise. (laughs) So I feel like we're really great friends, but I haven't actually spoken with most of them.
2: (laughs) I remember, so we just recently, recently, being months and months ago, um, had that interview with Siobhan and Tanya. And I had known Siobhan's voice. uh, Because obviously... From Vast Horizon, the lead actress. And I had never thought like, oh yeah, of course... Siobhan and Tanya have met no No.
1: (laughs) they've never even spoken
2: um and I usually like follow our our actors and actresses on Instagram because I like to see what they're doing and keeping up with them so like I had this idea of like oh yeah I I kind of I feel like I know Siobhan because I see what she reads and what she's doing with her life and all the updates about her COVID and everything and then I was talking with her and I was like man we actually haven't spoken spoken yeah like as people (laughs) that's
1: a thing that's such a thing and and that's always it always throws me off because sometimes we'll do like a zoom like very rarely I get to zoom with an actor and it's like I'm talking to you and you're talking back (laughs) this is a special (laughs) this is a magical moment (laughs) but uh those are always really fun for me uh a third thing I really enjoy about what I do is is the sound design stuff I've I love making sounds and making worlds and uh, whether it's on my own or um, more recently with Dane Leonardson, it's been a lot of fun because he's very talented and I love the work that he's, uh, that he creates and then I get to expand on it and then bounce back to him and then he expands on it. So I guess just sound design in itself is, is an area I love being in. That's, that's being gushy. Oh Uh, yes. All the things. We had a
2: lot of negative. We can have some positive,
1: (laughs) but I think in terms of what we do and the level of creative control we have with, the things we create it is uncomparable to film or television incomparable incomparable to uh film or television or comics or other mediums and that's really cool i I appreciate that in a good way i appreciate it in a good way because i can i can work with you and that's what we've got
2: want to keep making podcasts
1: i think we will i think we we should and then i think we also uh Almost have to. It's an expectation now at this point. So Absolutely, I think it's, we've got so many stories within us. We got to finish yeah. the White Vault. We've I got, got to... so
2: many stories to tell.
1: I, I don't. I don't know all of them. I know a couple, but I don't know all. <laughs> and you're very secretive sometimes. So I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, but uh... you
2: are. I have to like have him double swear that he won't spill spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, oy, oy. oy.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got really weird things going on. We've got. Um, I. I also want to add a fourth one. I really love the engagement from our fans and the community. Uh, that's That's been something really unexpected for me because I've never experienced that in this capacity at all. And their love of the stories and the red string on the corkboard with uh, the different conspiracies that Caitlin Weaves, has been very fun to watch unfold. Uh, so for, for all that stuff. We have a lot of stories, though, like you were saying, and we have... Uh, this, this new thing we're going to talk about eventually, Don't Mind, which we'll eventually get into. And in the meantime, The White Vault has to wrap. We've got Vast Horizon we're wrapping this year. We've got Avram, which is our mini-series now available on Patreon that we're releasing every two weeks, which has been a lot of fun. Um, getting into some Jewish history, uh, which is very near and dear to our history. I think we have a lot of fun adventures in our future once those stories conclude because we have become so much better storytellers, uh, in, in what we do that we will that will continue.
2: So if you guys haven't uh, checked out our patreon page yet, please consider swinging over there and taking a look at first of all our silly video. Uh- <laughs> it' actually very fun to record. <laughs> it was I got to climb around on some rocks. I did
1: too I didn't get down. <laughs> <laughs> I got
2: stuck um, That's a blueprint. Check end. out our silly video and take a look at all of the cool stuff that you get when you get to be uh, when when you become a patron and if you really enjoy our shows we do have extra content available and it really does make a huge difference every time that we get people signing signing up um also we cannot thank you guys enough and thank our patrons enough for making this all possible like the only reason that we are able to make these at the pace that we make them and at the quality that we make them and with the amazing actors that we can now have is because people support us monetarily and we can then buy equipment or make the subscriptions we need or pay the actors and so every every bit really counts. I, I made an ad a while ago but I don't think I ever ended up posting it and it was an ad for our Patreon, um, a visual ad from the White Vault brand. and. It was like a little icicle and it was dripping and it was like Patreon each drop counts. And I never got around to using it, I don't think. But I think about that one often because uh, we recently had another interview and we were explaining that by being funded by our fans, we cut out the middleman. Like it's people who really enjoy our shows directly stating that they support what we're doing.
1: It's very important to our survival, yeah. but it's also really awesome.
2: Yeah, and that's what led to like our amazing community of people on Discord who talk about our shows and have movie nights for scary movies and have meetings and have the, the theories thread where they have these like wild, insane, wonderful theories about our shows.
1: And our new educational guardian tier.
2: Yeah, we just... We really do thrive because people decided that we are worth it and i mean i think we're worth it because travis and i do this together and it's definitely worth it for us but to have the internet tell us that we're worth it enough to be able to do this as our full-time jobs has changed our lives
1: absolutely six years in (laughs) six years in and many more to to come hopefully that's our our goal well thank y'all for listening we're uh we're Fool and Scholar Productions. I'm Travis. I'm Caitlin. And uh, we have more stories to share with you in the future. And thank you for uh, sticking around and listening to this, uh, not really an interview, more of a discussion, uh, a reminiscence of, uh, of six years of what we've been up to.
2: So, travel is not advised?
1: Do you seek him?
2: May the Archon watch over you.
1: <laughs> Do you require assistance? Medical crew is currently unavailable to assist you. <laughs>